And then they make it a twist and they're like, well, actually, this is what real reality is happening. And it's like, oh, boo, I want ghosts. <laughs> Give me ghosts. I don't want this. I don't want this real stuff. I don't want this real guy. And I'm Gabriel. And we're, we're the ghouls next, next door. door. Talking about spooky, Talk about stuff. spooky stuff. Like having you know, a sibling. That's that's the takeaway <laughs> I'd have. Yeah. Like have a sibling um, that likes to murder and is also attached to you. So you have to go along for the murder, but backwards. <laughs> yeah, we're finishing out our Wantober, which is bled into, uh, pun intended, into November because Saw was two episodes. So that's how it is. Yeah. What are rules? <laughs> we make our own rules. Yeah. Just like James Wan. We really just took inspiration. <laughs> just do whatever we want and whatever yeah. the chaos may be, let it be, you know? But sometimes it's really fun. So. <laughs> That's where we are. That's good. My face is so shiny because of the blood. Yeah. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah, so for our listeners, I tried to also do blood, but I'm too neurospicy for it. So I took it off my face. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Props to the, uh, the stunt performer who was Gabriel and had like the full face prosthetic and all the, to- oh my all God, the blood. Oh my God, I rip it off. And then also had to do <laughs> crazy backwards <laughs> movements. What a fun time. Um, it was impressive. They did an impressive job. Yeah, Malignant is uh, a fun, fun film for uh, James Wan to do. It was um, so not written by him, but based on an idea and story that he had. Um, okay. <laughs> which is just like, okay. You had like a really cool dream, and yeah. you thought, "What if we did it?" They still gave him a writer's credit, so yeah, yeah. Um, he was a part of it. He participated, and I mean, it wouldn't happen without him. And yeah, yeah I think I have heard rumors that there's going to be more mm. malignants. Um, I like like the... same people or different people. I feel like now they've learned. They learned the secret, so you can't do it again with that. Well, he maybe he breaks out. Clearly. Oh. <laughs> well, so there's, yeah. So <laughs> I'm scared Malignant. to see what they do with that. Continue. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. So <laughs> this film, in true, you know, James Wan fashion, is is fun. It's kind of silly it has moments like in the beginning when we like the parts where we're led to believe that this may be a haunting right that mm-hmm. there might be an entity which you know James Wan loves to have um mm-hmm. then it was kind of exciting in that way I think the reveal for me took it took me out and and what we found in a lot of the reviews or just like overall feelings from 
viewers was uh, either people really, really love it for its goofiness and just the mm-hmm. absurdity of it, um, or they really, really hate it. Yeah, it's like kind of one or the other. Like they, and it's it's funny that you say that the end took you out because like for some people that's like the only thing that kept them. It like they that made the film for them. So it's just funny because it's like very different. Uh, people just had very different perspectives across the board. So as you said, like the Rotten Tomato score alone, it's like a fifty for audience score, which is very like telling to the fact that. Oh no, is the blood getting in your eye? <laughs> it is. It's in my eye. So you, <laughs> Don't worry about it. Occupational hazards, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm not actually um, a face in the back of my sister's head, uh, unfortunately, for this. Okay. So <laughs> I have to pretend to be. Uh, and they're, yeah, <laughs> occupational hazard. <laughs> it's a struggle. This struggle's real. Um, yeah, yeah I, so I think it's... So... I wouldn't say that it's just the end that took me out. I think it's the reveal that I could see how he thought it was really cool. Yeah. Right? Like I could see him making that and getting really excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think honestly, yeah, the there's the fight scenes and action sequences <laughs> that are unique and I've never seen anything like it. And that itself, I think should go down in film history like for me yeah. that's a selling point if i tell people like i've told people like you should watch this specifically for the police station like mm-hmm. i just need you for the tail end of that <laughs> and chase scenes like that's what i need for you everything else i just want you to like turn off your brain um and i think that's really what most people feel when it first came out i was hesitant to watch it and then someone who, you know, I like value <laughs> how they feel about films, but also understand that we have different views. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, oh, my God, this was amazing. And I was like, really? Because people have been saying it's super goofy. And he was like, oh, no, don't get me wrong. It is very goofy. <laughs> and I was like, OK. Um, and that's true. It is. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's like I, people either love that or they're like, I was trying to think, or I don't know, like, it was just, it's very ridiculous when you get there. And there's like problematic elements to it too, just cause like how they treat the character, um, which is what it is at this point. But like, it yeah. really, you don't expect it, or I guess you could predict it, but like the way they do it is so wacky. Like, as you said, it's like an action film at the end and just very, just absurd. Uh, which yeah if you're it is fun in that way i remember like cackling when i first saw it happen and been like what what do you mean um so in that way it was very fun but yeah i I feel like it doesn't have rewatch appeal like once you know i don't know i think it's like if you're watching it to laugh yeah if you're watching with a new group of people i i highly recommend this film as a group watch where you're gonna understand that it's going to be silly mm-hmm. and have a good time with it. You know, I think there are some really fun 
editing things that happen in the film. And like I said, I can really see that James and the team were having a lot of fun when they were making it. And mm-hmm. that comes through and allows viewers to also like it. Um, I first learned about Malignant through a YouTube uh, video that I have not been able to find. I feel really bad. Um, <laughs> they were a really great reviewer, but they were diving into the problem parts of it. Um, yeah. And so that was my first introduction was like, I already knew at the gate what happened. And I already knew that (laughs) I was going to be a little bit upset about it. So it was actually quite um, surprising for me to enjoy what I did enjoy from it. So I give it credit there. Yeah. I I know (laughs) that you can't see Gabe. So would you like me to read the plot summary today? (laughs) Yeah, please. (laughs) Okay. So if you're joining us uh, and you don't know what Malignant is, it is from 2021. So it's a newer movie. As Gabe said, it is a group watch. So like, if you don't want to know about it too much, go watch it with a group of friends and then come back. In a safe Um, environment. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) So Malignant is from 2021 and it's about Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders and her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are in fact terrifying realities directed by James Wan and written by, it says James Wan, Ingrid Bizu and Akella Cooper. So, and for those who don't know what malignant means, because I looked it up because I didn't know like off the top of my head what it meant, mm-hmm. uh, the dictionary.com let us know that it is an adjective that means disposed to cause harm, suffering, or distress deliberately, feeling or showing ill will or hatred, a very dangerous or harmful in influence or effect. And then there's also the other term, which is like a tumor can be malignant. Mm-hmm. So that I that's something I really liked about the the like both a person can have ill intents and be mm-hmm. malignant, and so can't parts of your body. And so I did like the play in words there. Mm-hmm. Um, one likes words, so <laughs> that was also a thing. I was like, that's cool. I dig that. Yeah. Um, Kat, you wrote a whole thing. Do you want to? Yeah, talk I about re- the film and then I'll pop in. I think that's fun. Sure, yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> it's fun to do. Reverse. I'm, you know, I have my hair in the front of my face instead of right. a popping through the back. I'm, so <laughs> for people watching, spoilers. I'm the back of Cat's head. Yeah, <laughs> just so, yeah. That's. I feel like we should like when it's time. I'd, like we'll just. Yeah. I'm asleep and now it's your turn. <laughs> yeah. We can just like record a video of like you turning and I'll try to s- squish it together. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Okay. So <laughs> this is like my very ridiculous summary of this. Cause it was oh, not a great, like I am of the party of people who did not love it. It was dumb, <laughs> but it was fun. I get, mm-hmm. I get why other people would like it. But at the areas in which it's problematic, I'll get into a little bit. But this is the spoiler version. So if you haven't seen it, don't watch now. Okay. I will say, I don't think that's not true. Actually, I take it back. I think if you if you do care about spoilers and you don't want you don't want that, I do think there is a, a genuine like thrill of not knowing because you do have a ghost story at the beginning of this film. You have what is happening. And yeah, I think that's really exciting. And I sure. don't want you to like have lose that, that. root like yeah, lose that opportunity. So if that's gonna be the case, pause, 
you know how it works here. Go watch the film and then come back. And then for those who have watched the film or don't care about spoilers because they're still going to enjoy themselves, then let's strap in. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so plot summary is written by me. Uh, we're doctors in strange basement hospital adopt a child from a teenager who was assaulted slash abused and is really religious. That's important because Dang, you like dove right into spoilers. Insane. That's what I'm saying. I know that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I said this is the spoiler <laughs> version. This is what happens in the film. Whoa. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Well, because it makes more sense as you go through. You have to have this context to understand the motivation of our villain. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> we find out that the child is at, the child that they've adopted, this hospital, uh, is actually two children that were conjoined at birth, Emily and Gabriel. I am Emily, Gabe is Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Uh, shitty doctors decide Gabriel is not a child and is instead a cancer that is also somehow the devil? question mark big question mark because they're definitely just another kid as well like yeah yeah, they definitely were creepy i will give them that but But what kid wasn't weird when they were little you know know? (laughs) yeah which came first right the the evil or the evil doctors like yeah or the trauma that they experienced (laughs) but yeah okay (laughs) like if you get constantly told from the age of like your onset till however old they were in this scene that you're the mm-hmm. devil, I'm pretty sure you're going to know what weird messed up things to say. It's like when you have like tales of possession, it's not that the kid is actually possessed. It's that they overhear what they think the devil would do. And then they do their best guess of that. Yeah. Um, but okay. So the reason that they're the devil uh, is because they have telekinetic powers and say bad things. Um, Gabriel tries to defend themselves by murdering the doctors that are trying to murder them because as they say, is like the catchy line of the film is it's time to cut the cancer out, which mm-hmm. they're referring to the human child. Yeah. A person, Gabriel, a real person, a full person is removed immediately. Yeah. So because they're deemed less worthy yeah. of mm-hmm. life. So okay, the distance cool. makes the doctors really mad because uh, they killed some of them. Uh, so they're mad about that. So they push Gabriel into Emily's skull sew it all up and these never to be seen again um we fast forward to emily in the future who has a different name now uh and goes by madison madison is very pregnant and has a shitty abusive husband uh shitty abusive husband slams the very pregnant madison's head against a wall hard enough to split her skull open and then That's she takes waking- a nap yeah, she takes she takes a nap. She takes a big nap, which you're not supposed to do with a head injury, by you're the way. Not no um, woman. This makes Gabriel reasonably upset. Yeah, here's the he thing. He was napping, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you woke and, him up, and then also like hurt his host body sister. Yeah. That's also, his family. Like, she's you know? the one who's designed. She's the one that we decided is going to live, and then this is the life that we have. Yeah. You know, I'd feel some type of way. I would. Yeah, it's fair. So Gabriel's mad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and with and so Gabriel wakes up. Uh, what's interesting about this is that they've been sleeping this whole time, but we see later that this really this is a plot hole that bothers me. And Gabe, you might be able to correct me here if I'm remembering something. You remember something I don't. But they do this whole thing where it's like they were sleeping and they couldn't talk to Madison slash Emily. But then they show us later that like Emily talks to Gabriel as a child mm-hmm. like up mm-hmm. until like their teen years yeah. so it's like why did they stop talking yeah 
as Super weird. valid. I Just don't, make don't sense. have an answer. Yeah, thank you. Okay. The hole uh, continues to be there for the plot. But Gabriel is free. Yay. Uh, so Gabriel murders shitty husband, and Madison's upset about that. So they kind of, like, fight. Uh, yeah. This, and then... It is hit- important to know that it's at this time that we're in the midst of ghost territory and we have some really cool creepy spooky things yeah effects happening and like <laughs> you're seeing things and you're seeing things in the dark that and she's sitting on the couch then she's not sitting on the couch it's like what yeah. is going on and then that introduces the first like waking dream element to it as well where she's like mm-hmm. experiencing in vivid detail horrific crimes but then she's like at home and she's like what how am i also over there there's some psychic connection between me and a monster yeah so gabriel has cardio um (laughs) so hard really fast i don't know somehow apparently it's just really about unlocking your mind it's kind of like uh it was always my body so yeah so, so they murder the husband and madison's upset and starts to have these visions as gabe said like it starts to get kind of scary here and the walls melt and it's creepy um but then they like are fighting with gabriel who we think is a ghost and then they get hurt so they fall really hard to the ground um and wake up in the hospital While at the hospital, we're introduced to her really quirky and fun sister that I think exists purely for comic relief. Mm. Um, And then the doctors do unfortunately tell her that she has lost her baby, but do not notice the gaping hole in the back of her skull. I just, I don't get that. Like she's been persistently bleeding from the back of the head uh, (laughs) the whole time. And it's really weird too because Oops, like there's a face back here. Did you know? It's you know like you what's really wild here? about it is like one, she's like clearly going through a big trauma. Two, her husband was just brutally murdered. Like they didn't evaluate her more. Yeah. Like I feel like that's just bad investigating if she's one of the suspects as well. Like they and that's literally the hospital's job to like make sure she's cool. Um so yeah, they totally ignore the giant gaping hole in the back of her skull. Um, and apparently, and then like, essentially her sister shows up and is trying to cheer her up, but then the cops come and they're like, Hey, your husband was brutally murdered. What do you have to do with that? And she's kind of like, I don't know. But she talks about the creepy ghost situation that she experienced. Um, and then we're like randomly transported to a whole different situation and we're kind of confused we're sitting there like why are we over here now we were just at the hospital with a serious situation uh and then we're transported to this lady who works at a haunted attraction and scary ghost things are happening there too i think it was it was a history thing it wasn't that it was a haunted haunted attraction attraction. i'm wrong no it was a it was um the it was a historical landmark that because it's historical had it's some haunted. spooky things, yeah. but that was not the, the theme. I believe the big part of it, but I'm, I could be also wrong. She's working a historical landmark that because it's America is definitely haunted. Yeah. Uh, and here we are. <laughs> but what happens is it's wild is that we see the scary thing again and it kidnaps them. It kidnaps this lady that we're just introduced to and don't know who she is. Um, and then they're just put somewhere and we don't know where that is. So that's important because it comes up relevant later. Mm -hmm. 
And while they're in the hospital, we learn that Madison was adopted, which is also super important. But her fun sister is all the family she could ever need, which makes Gabriel mad. Um, and then there's Jealousy. this like, will they, won't they with the detective, which I'm like, it never gets resolved. And did we need it is the answer <laughs> or the question that I have. Uh, and also they made like the cops hot for some reason. Yeah, that he was, was also a thing that was weird. Um, um, he had great but, pants. I just really enjoyed his style. Yeah, yeah he had good style. I, it was a weird, the cops were super weird. I felt like his partner, Nicole's partner, I forget her name, she felt like a trope or just like a shell of a person. Like she would say yeah. things that like people imagine TV cops to say. Like I thought sometimes I was watching an episode of Law and Order. Um, this is very law and order it was giving very much law and order yeah like <laughs> like a superficial version of how cops would ever say things mm -hmm. um and both of them are pretty bad at their jobs kakoa tries and he does end up in hairy situations also pun intended there's less hair is a big deal um <laughs> he ends up in hairy situations and that's like so What's really fun about the film is while we're watching the waking dreams, mm -hmm. it's really cool to see like her world melt like visually and then blade yeah. into the new situation. Like that flow and the fluidity of that was really fun. Like her, you know, laying into bed and like opening her eyes and seeing someone across from her who is yeah. the victim. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Or her being scared in the kitchen. And you see that one gift where, uh, or the one scene where she um, is in the kitchen and the world just melting around her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's also a lot of fun with uh, the music <laughs> in that uh, we hear the like, where is my mind? You know, like, oh, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was super silly. Um, but for that, uh, James Wan said he was really inspired by like giallo films and the oh, fun okay. way that like they blend, you know, intense suspense and horror with like kind of dichotomous music, <laughs> like, you know, um, electronic. Or... Yeah, we did a whole series on those and it was a lot. I remember not liking them, so maybe that's why. Yeah, <laughs> didn't like those very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, one had said that he said, "I remember watching early on in my youth a classic Argento movie and going, wow, 'Wow, I'm watching a really scary, creepy moment, but he's blasting this rock score from the right of the screen.'" Um, <laughs> uh, this was an interview with Bloody Disgusting, and. Uh, he says, it makes this almost sort of alienating effect. It made it really cool. And so I guess in the spirit of wanting to do something similar like that, I think Joe really embraced it. This person created the music. So I really pushed him down that path to go electronica and to not be afraid to be as bombastic as we want it to be, because everything about Malignant is very in your face. <laughs> and he said, visually and sonically, I felt we could have fun with it and go nuts. Um, <laughs> that's essentially yeah. what uh, James Wan is doing in this film. Everything about it is going nuts. And yeah, he's just having fun. Like, <laughs> it's not a film you can take seriously or think about necessarily critically. Like, it's just a fun, wacky time that you're like, what is happening? But also it's like entertaining. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. if you... <laughs> If you pointedly ignore just how the real villains, like, honestly, like, Gabriel's not great, but he also wasn't the worst. Like, besides the moments where it was showing him 
through jealousy trying to harm the sister like before she's even born and then also like bullying some of the kids in mm-hmm. the center honestly most of the time the people he's targeting it's kind of valid like these are people who are uh threatening his very existence <laughs> telling yeah. him it's wrong for him to exist or harming him and his sister in like a really dangerous way yeah, like I, I had written on a previous version. It was uh, once they start murdering the doctors, it was like, that's super fair. Gabriel's not a bad person, you know, like that part. That's fair. And then like it was like once they started murdering other people that had nothing to do with that situation where I was like, all right, I, I get it. We already murdered a bunch of people. So our sensitivity has been dulled. I understand but we should stop now. Yeah. <laughs> like all these people who are incarcerated right now don't need to be murdered. Those people right. didn't do nothing. Like they did kick the crap out of the protagonist at mm-hmm. one point, but that was only two people. That was not the entire crew. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think it definitely became a, a power thing. Um, also like kidnapping the mom. She was a child. <laughs> okay, yeah. Like that wasn't know. her fault. Like she was a child, as you said, who was assaulted and yeah. And then given up by her family. Yeah. Um, and like so a, there's... A, what seems like a religiously abusive situation too. Like that was not yeah. her fault. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like regardless of what came out of her, they were convinced it was the devil. So yeah. it's kind of interesting that the, the clinical folks agreed with that sentiment. Yeah. You know, um, (laughs) that's why they got murdered. It's okay. Yeah. So there's two things that I found that were the problems of the film and you, we've kind of touched on them. So firstly was that was just like the demonizing of this person who exists inside of another person. Uh, that is real. Like people live that life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the fact that he had his own mind and had figured out ways to communicate too, like, that's fascinating like he, he's real um yeah, that's creativity <laughs> and on like in any other situation they'd be like heck yeah look at you yeah you know and it, you know and i think it would make it a much more difficult conversation to have um but i get yeah. it like they really were painting gabriel to be evil immediately mm-hmm. um the other problem is as cat mentioned there is so there's a scene where they arrest uh maddie and uh which is super valid because she did do all of it <laughs> and at the end yeah. of the film when she like does ultimately defeat gabriel i'm like okay but you have to go to jail yeah you, <laughs> you like it was still technically you that murdered all those doctors and yeah. like an entire jail cell full of people and an entire cop precinct yeah um, <laughs> you're not going to convince a jury of your peers that it was a face in the back of your head yeah, that's Conf- like conveniently gone now at the end of the movie, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you're in it, man. Um, but while she's she's in jail, um, there's a in the jail cell, it's a very large one, and it's full of a bunch of women. And it's such a bizarre scene because I was like, every single one of these people is from a different time period. Like yes. it was a weird time capsule of a thing. Like there's a woman and she looks like she's from the 70s. And then there's like a butcher, butch woman who's like from the 80s. <laughs> yeah. It's like every, the people on the side. Like everyone looks so weird. And I was like, that's not at all how anybody looks. And then the vitriol that they had was very yeah. hokey and silly it was like <laughs> these, none of these are real people no this is jail like this. in a dream like a, an imagination of someone not yeah like what it actually would be this yeah. is what you threaten 
children with. with when yeah. You're, yeah, when you're like, you'll go to jail and this is what will happen. They'll kick yeah. you. <laughs> For no reason. Just because you yeah. look funny. I forget what the show is called. But yeah, it's very that where they're like, it's so scary. Don't do bad. Don't do crime. Yeah. It's very silly. <laughs> yeah. So that's silly. But that does pre... Like, is the scene before the best scene in the film, which is when Gabriel takes on the entire police department. And here's what you need to know about Gabriel. All right. This is the the biggest reason to watch the film. So Gabriel lives in the back of Madison's head. And that's her name, right? Yeah. Madison okay. slash Emily. Menomly. Madison. Lives in the back of her head. And... At times and throughout this film, it's revealed that those waking dreams was actually memories, right? Her her mind trying to acknowledge that. And he's also sharing that with her. Mm-hmm. Um, he's making a point to share this part of like, I'm protecting you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to control the body, remember, he's in the back of her head. So he like, br- like, in the end, he breaks her arms to move backwards um but i'm guessing he doesn't do that to kill because then she i feel like she would notice she should notice what's happened to her body her, yeah it's really wild like her body should be in pain all the time because like basically she gets shot once yeah well she gets shot twice but she remembers the second one yeah <laughs> and, and so the missing piece that people might have is that there are many scenes with which Gabriel is in the seat of command uh, and has, as you said, Gabe, broken her bones backwards and is like running backwards it's and so is like fun. totally backwards. And so like his mission initially is to murder all the doctors. That's like, yeah. that's the mission, you know? So he goes to murder the doctor that said it's time to cut out the cancer. He goes to murder the doctor that like was also presiding there. Yeah, like, the one who uh, did it. Yeah. And that, yeah, the one who did it. And then I don't think there were any other doctors in that. I guess he murdered them initially in the scene that we see at the beginning of the film. Um, so really he has a short vengeance list and then it's just kind of like everyone else gets looped in. What? And their mom. Oh yeah. Yeah. They do want to kill the mom, but they do not succeed. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, you're already here for spoiler. You already know what's happened. Yeah, uh, well, because they kidnap her. That's she's a lady who is in the haunted attraction. Yeah. So you have this whole situation with which you're just kind of like going along for the ride. But like, she would wake up the next day and feel that. Like, you don't just unbreak your bones and are like, cool. Like, as someone whose bones dislocate all the time, <laughs> you feel that the next day. You yeah. know, like it might not hurt as bad as it did, but like you would notice. Like, hey, my bones are especially elasticy, you know? Yeah. They're really coming out of place. I don't understand what's <laughs> happening to me. But, like, she seems fine. Like, tired, sure. Uh, she definitely has, she's got a lot of superhuman everything going on for her. And it, it really is comical when you start to see them running backwards. It's such a fun, weird, trippy moment. And they, like, you know, jump down like a superhero the uh uh the entire escape. new york uh, what is the escape thing is fire escape yeah the fire escape uh they run backwards through the abandoned historic place and then they're running backwards through the police station and they're like and shooting like guns people. backwards yeah, yeah, yeah doing like acrobatics backwards and for me it's like okay when did he practice 
Like, I I can believe that he figured out how to do it. I just don't believe that it would be so quick and that he'd be so good at it. Yeah, you have to train. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just instantaneous that you learn how to yeah. make your, your body body's not designed backwards. to do that. Yeah. And I, okay. So the big reveal that we have in the film is that uh, Madison was adopted and that they're like, they'd been dealing with this Gabriel talking to them and telling them to do bad things their whole life from what they, but they don't remember it for some reason. And then also Gabriel just stops, but essentially they were adopted and that they were at this hospital and the doctors did the bad stuff and essentially had the parents had been like hiding this their whole life um the adoptive parents and that like no one else remembers all of it but they did film it for some reason well they um, filmed like birthday parties and stuff that's they fair, filmed that's reasonable it was, there's a reason you film birthdays that's true <laughs> they filmed things and then she would talk to gabriel and they thought it was her imaginary friend yeah. which is really fun because i Gabriel, um, <laughs> Gabe, uh, growing up, I had this imaginary friend that I would talk to all the time. I don't remember his name right now, but I would talk about him all the time. My mom was like, oh my God, she has this imaginary friend. And then yeah. one day he was real. There was this boy who lived across the street. He didn't live across the street. His cousin did. And he came to visit and he was there and his name was my imaginary friend's name. And I, to this day, don't know if I ever met him before and or if just I like had brought him into existence. That name. Yeah. I don't remember what his name was, <laughs> but it was like, it was a very unique not unique, but it wasn't like Tom or something, you know, or Ricky. Mm-hmm. It was like Damien or <laughs> yeah, it was Dante the name or something, yeah, you know, yeah. like it, yeah, it's not something I feel like I would have invented as a young child but then there he was so yeah it's kind of checked the back of your head recently i haven't i haven't um (laughs) i'm gonna cause to do that it's a good good idea maybe i should check it out just like reach around back there and make sure there's no gaping holes named damien yeah Um, i'll ask my mom to tell me what his name was um (laughs) i'm sure she remembers because she was like there's no way like she met the kid and was like what yeah (laughs) when did you meet this kid and i'm like i don't know it's my best friend i guess i feel like Uh, i had imaginary friends too i just don't really remember i just talked to beanie babies a lot that was my that was my thing my main uh imaginary friend was jesus which is a fun fact for everyone yeah. Um, <laughs> well, luckily, so, none of those people told you to murder people. So yeah. you're already winning. Oh, yeah. No, they were cool. They were cool. They were chill. They let me speak Spanish to them. It was fun. Anyway, I think I remember. It was Ricardo. Oh. His name was Ricardo. Apparently, certain. And then he was real. There was yeah. a real Ricardo. Who's like, <laughs> I don't think I've ever met another Ricardo in my entire life. There was a kid in my elementary school named Ricardo. It was the same kid. Anyway. I don't think he was the same kid. We live very far. (laughs) I don't think so either. Um, But (laughs) yeah, so uh, it's a super goofy film. I think it's good for Juan to do something. Like generally throughout this whole series, covering his films and the franchises and just like the legacies <laughs> he's created. It's very clear that like, he does things that bring him joy, which is why he's making that Aquaman film. And I, t- people are leaving it. Maybe. I don't know. I heard 
I don't know if it's this one, but I heard people were walking out of the Aquaman film because it was so bad. And I hope that's not the case. But he did sneak his little Patrick Wilson friend in there in the Aquaman film. (laughs) Like, you know what? Friends for life. Friends for life. Yeah, I'll get you into a superhero movie. You got it, dude. Oh, my goodness. That's so cute. Um, (laughs) We will not be covering Aquaman for Wantober because it's one over. And... (laughs) What a fun play on words. Thanks, thanks. It's uh, one member now, and <laughs> then we're going into something else. Uh, other thoughts, Kat? Um, I, I think people should watch it just to be silly. Like, you know what I mean? It's silly. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Be silly goose. Silly goose, you can't think about it because once you think about it, then you're offended. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, you're like, how dare you? Yeah, like it's rude if you think about it for more than two seconds. Um, but if you turn your brain off and you just want to see something like truly absurd that you can tell, like they had fun doing, and like some of the camera angles are really fun. Like as Gabe said, there's like these scenes where like they melt the walls and kind of like distort reality, which is just pretty cool. Like from a psychological standpoint. Um, and it just it does take just like a turn where you have this like really wacky what sounds like would be absurd and made up story because <laughs> mm-hmm. it was uh, of this person who's like clearly had a lot of trauma in their life and then also additionally been lied to their whole life and then also has felt like isolated and alone because adoption a lot of times is traumatic and now we have this situation where they have this thing in situation with their twin being in the back of their head and their twin likes to murder. And that's just like really crazy. It's so rough. That's rough, buddy. Yeah. That's like a rough situation. And like everyone lied to her and like also yeah. like repress it. Uh, the whole thing I mean, was she like did making... know she was adopted though. And that's why she was really working hard to have a baby. She said she wanted a physical, like a, a genetic connection with someone, which is, I get like, I both get and also feel sad just as someone who really feels strongly about found family mm-hmm. that like, you know, <laughs> you can't like, you have no control over who you're born into and who you are genetically mm-hmm. close to. Um, and it's not always like a win. So uh, sometimes it's like, you really do have to look at what you are given. And she was given a very loving home. Yeah. And it's, it's and just like, that. It's super complicated. <laughs> and also, she technically did have family attached to her the entire time. She just <laughs> did not treat did. them like family. Um, and I get it. It's hard when you have someone t- telling you to murder your unborn sister. Like, that's fair. Yeah. That's rough. a problem. That's a problem with Gabriel. Gabriel shouldn't have done that. But they were also like a 10-year-old kid who was jealous or an eight-year-old yeah. kid who was jealous so like and had been tortured and smushed into her, their sibling's head yeah like i <laughs> trauma is not necessarily the villain they made him a villain you know what i mean yeah. they were not a villain to start and if i was being attacked as like literally when she was in the hospital she was like a young child so like if i was being attacked i would also be mad and if i had telekinetic powers i would use them to defend myself um mm-hmm. does that mean I'm evil and demonic? Probably not, because you're trying to murder me. Mm-hmm. At that point, it's self-defense. And this doctor yeah. sucked. So they were not... I feel like it's like similar to Saul, where you're like, you're trying to make the bad guy 
make sense. Yeah. <laughs> or I don't know. Or you're trying to like make the bad guy really bad and it's like they're like, not. They're trying sometimes. to justify sometimes. Yeah. 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 I think like especially that, like one, I thought it was very clever for him to implant the memory or thought that she was cutting a cake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was, was really, really clever. To cut into the baby. I thought that was very clever. Um, but also like I totally understand that because first of all, he's lost his arms that he had like his the part of his body that he did have that was his and has been you know repressed into her and now there's a new threat in the form of like a sibling Mm -hmm. and that's something he never got to be so I absolutely understand that reaction I also you know there were a lot of times where I think you know some of the stuff was valid (laughs) I just think it kind of lost it there at the end but yeah um yeah, and I think it's just really funny how she was like a superhero afterward because she was like, "It was always my body." Yeah, she was, was like, just oh, using I it, and now I she's like strong. Believe in myself, <laughs> yeah, she's just strong. It's so silly. So, cool guys, yeah. highly recommend to just go watch it because it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Um, but again, turn off like your analytical brain. And just yeah, because then it's not watch funny. Then it's just rude. Uh, you can't. You can't think. You really just gotta suspend disbelief and just be like, "This is a dumb time that I have no feelings about." And then you enjoy. Yeah, but yeah. it is like aesthetically really beautiful. The giallo comes through very strongly with like the lighting and the colors and the the editing, the soundtrack, like all of that. Like at times, it kind of felt a little silly the soundtrack like it would come in and i was like this too like it was like they were leaning into it as you kind of said yeah let's make you feel like it yeah it disorients you um which is very effective (laughs) and you're just like i'm supposed to be scared now (laughs) thank you for a musical cue (laughs) i think i was the only time i was genuinely scared was the first one when he's going after the husband like that was genuinely spooky Mm because i didn't know what was going on and then it's like it became more slasher and that's yeah. fine. That's absolutely fine. And it was fun. Um, I just wasn't scared in those times. Yeah, I will say this is not one where you're going to feel scared. I, I at least I did not feel scared really at all after we figured out what was happening. Like once it became like a murder situation, it was not scary anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I agree. The beginning, it did set up like if you go into this not knowing it's very fun because then you're like, it just really catches you by surprise so much more. And then also, yeah, you get to think it's a ghost at the beginning. And that's like yeah. arguably like, or a demon even like and that's arguably yeah. way more fun. And I tend to just like feel that way. Like there are other films that I was like telling you, Kat, and I don't want to spoil it because the reveal is so like I think <laughs> I thought the movie was fun despite its silly ending. But there are movies where you're led to believe it is a supernatural thing. And I am someone who's like, that's fine. I like supernatural things. I think that's a total good enough reason. And I don't need a twist all the time. And then they make it a twist and they're like, well, actually, this is what real reality is happening. And it's like, oh, boo, I want ghosts. (laughs) 
give me ghosts. I don't want this. I don't want this real stuff. I don't want this real guy doing things. What's like, wild uh, is that they made this somehow both, where it's like a twist, but yeah. like that would never actually really happen because you can't just yeah. break your own bones and run backwards. <laughs> you and can't, like, and you can't just get shot and be okay. Yeah, and like scale buildings like you're a dinosaur. Like it's not <laughs> humanly so possible. Fun. So like it's it is so still supernatural in that way because you're like yeah. what? You're super true. How? Yeah. 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 That's true. And again, very unique. I, I, I've never seen a film like it. And I don't think I ever will until he makes another one. Because you know he will. He can't stop at one. There, yeah. He can't create a universe and just leave it there. And then also, like, they just love giving him money. So they're going to give him more, you know? We'll see how Aquaman goes. They might stop. <laughs> they might be like, uh-oh. Um... Yeah, we'll see. So that was our James Wan-tober um, that went a little on over the month. And oof, we did it. There's definitely, you know, more out there times where he's producer or he's in other roles. He's yeah. definitely supporting and uplifting the horror community in a variety of ways. Yeah. Some good, some bad, you know, like, but he has a hold in it he's ventured away from it it seems like that's i don't know what it is about horror directors um going into superhero films that um, is interesting yeah that does happen there's like a dip yeah. toe or they or they just go straight into comedy it's like one or the other yeah well it's like david s sandberg who also directed annabelle 2 don't quote me on that um <laughs> but he did like lights out and did all those really mm -hmm. fun short films and then he went on to do shazam and that was amazing I love shazam, uh, in my yeah. personal opinion and so i guess it's like dc he's like let's grab the horror directors although marvel took um evil dead guy so yeah. um yeah it, horror directors <laughs> i think because they know how to have fun with like effects uh, effects but also like psych psychological things mm -hmm. and like and also we've said like horror and comedy are very closely aligned mm -hmm. <laughs> like they have they give us very similar uh feelings emotionally or give us the same tension and release mm -hmm. that we can have so i think that helps it too um but yeah i wonder what it is horror to superhero Maybe doing that. Yeah. I feel <laughs> like it also is like, I think it has to do too with like the supernatural element of superheroes that like, mm -hmm. if you've done a horror movie where you're playing with supernatural things, maybe it mm -hmm. just lends to that. Yeah. You're good at making stuff up. You're good at like bending reality and being yeah. like, what and if this wacky yours, thing happened? You know, it works a different way now. And you're just like, everyone's just like, huh. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like i believe in this world who believes harder than horror movies <laughs> in a world that doesn't exist you know mm -hmm. um for sure i bet they make really fun like D, &D uh dms Ooh. see if we james ever Wan. meet james Wan. D dm us a game yeah <laughs> dm us some dungeons and dragons please yeah. <laughs> we support you we'll fund it i don't know how much money it would be because we're poor but <laughs> yeah <laughs> we will fund it <laughs> please um okay well i hope you enjoyed uh our wantober series uh let us know what your favorite wanniverse is um or just even standalone film 
in the various franchises that he has. If you're looking forward to the Aquaman, what have you, we're going to be moving on to a new series for the rest of November. That'll be really fun and wacky, but uh, still a good time because we're coming up on the end of the year. And And then eventually we will get back to our regularly scheduled programming. Eventually Mm -hmm. it's just, we ask for grace. (laughs) Yeah. It's been a long and rough year. Uh, yeah. And we're still doing it. So yeah. We're here. You know, when this is out, I just got married this last weekend. So yeah, it'd be like that. You know, you're looking (laughs) fresh and new, you know, you look at me. Newly married, beautiful bride. <laughs> if, you are, if you are not one of the watchers, check out Spotify, check out YouTube, and look at us. All right, I worked really hard on this. I don't know how long my face is going to be stained red with blood, but yeah, it's called dedication, baby. Look it up. Yeah, I tried. Gabe's more dedicated than me. Um, I do okay. have a tub of fake blood next to me. <laughs> Yeah, we'll use it for other stuff. We'll use it for other stuff. <laughs> James Wan, hire me for yeah. things. I got ideas. I got yeah. ideas, and I think we can have fun together. Um, <laughs> all right, well, that's all for that. this episode. Yeah. Shorter than usual, you're welcome. Yeah, we made it all super long, so this one's short. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, take it married. Delete your kids. Or you have two kids, and, and one, one of them's evil, just because. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Because we said so. Yeah. <laughs> and now they can go backward, you know. Yeah. The movie, what we were just talking about. <laughs> okay, bye.